Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Merkel Media. It's your host, Sean Chris and Joel Thomas, kicking it a little lightly for some of these NPC listeners on the Coast to Coast Radio. We're just chilling. What's good with you, Joel? Chilling, man. Just uh, getting ready for this episode. You know, get my head out of this NPC world that we're in right now, man. This craziness that we're going to talk about today. Uh, Definitely want to uh, get everything out front like we always do. Let everybody know you can find us at killthemockingbirds.com. We do have a new section there called Disinformation, where I'm putting up really cool articles and PDF files and different things you can read that we talk about on the show. So it's not just you can go there to get to us from all our other socials. You can actually go there and get some good info, too. Also, merchandise is coming soon, guys. We've got two new shirts on the way. They're already been put together. They're just going to be up on the site very soon. So we're talking about within like a week or so, but we'll let everyone know about that. Uh, Follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram. Fantastic music on Instagram. Sean Chris music on Instagram. And if you want to try us on Telegram at Kill the Mockingbirds, you can. A lot of people have been using that actually lately just to reach out directly, which is cool too. Like if you want to reach out to us directly and ask us a question or something, use it for that. I will see that. So somebody reached out earlier today asking a question about something. So that was cool. Also, while you're listening right now, don't wait till the end of the episode. Go give us a five-star review on Apple. Five-star review. Five-star review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you're at. But if you do it on Apple Music, I'm sorry, Apple Podcast. Write us a nice review. We'll read it on the show, which I'm going to do today. Also on Spotify, you can write a nice little review on each individual episode. Plus, 
You can vote on one of our cool, funny polls that we do every week on all of our episodes. I'm going to read a five-star off of Apple. It's from BC Avalos. Join the critical thinkers here. Don't remember how I got here, but I'm here on the daily. Looking forward to the awesome content with a splash of music. Sean's clips and Joel's rants make my day 100% better. Appreciate the show's growth with swap cast interviews, spinoff content, leaving me to think out of the box and stop idolizing people. Keep up the great work content. Brah! Booyah, dog! Hey, and I think he's so right because I think it's like cause and effect, right? The clips cause the rant sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's totally true. And 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 you know if people I mean? don't know, like Sean does gather clips together just to get me riled up. A lot of, a lot of times I don't, for even sure, hear the clips going into this. Like he's got them. Like I purposely don't. I will not let him hear it because I don't. Or like I like might feel it. I'm like, hey, have you heard about? Oh, you didn't hear about that. All right. Hold on, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> something new I'm doing this week. We are gonna re- read a nice review off of Spotify as well. We've got NJ Emino. Every time I play Modern Warfare Two, I'm yelling about getting cheeks clapping out my buddies. Connecting NPCs to God's Wi-Fi has never been better. Thank you all so much. For real, Nick from South Carolina. Appreciate that, Nick. Let your boys know when you're playing Modern Warfare. Get them tight, baby. Booyah, dog. Well, let's get into it. Man, I as you can see the title, it, this is to do pretty much in like you can read the description before you're even clicking onto this. You know, we're talking about the NPC life that is kind of melding into the world right now. And I think we're going to break down what we kind of feel is going on. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of trends. And I want to start it off by like talking about like, you know, there's been trends for a while, you know, like, right, Joel, you know, remember the ice bucket challenge you know you got we were talking about before this that trend where they're like sweet watermelon or whatever the hell the stupid song was time and time again and i think we've even talked about this before on the show is how these trends seem to be something to of training right they're trying to get us into and push us into directions and seeing how easily they could spread messages across through the internet yeah no i totally agree with that and i think that the npc era is upon us in a big way. And I don't think people understand what that entails. It's not just one thing. You know, you've got the right-wingers that kind of push this NPC word to the forefront as it it meaning left-wing sheep, which we know they exist, but there's a lot of right-wing NPCs as well. And I think the NPC era means a lot more than just politics. It's not just about politics. It's about how you wake up every day. It's how you interact with other people every day. We're going to get into some really ridiculous trends too that have spawned off of that. But the woke era is an NPC era. Everybody's copying everybody else, no matter if it's in the workforce, if it's in daily life, if it's some sort of trend. Uh, how how they look, their appearance. They got to copy somebody else because it's the new hot thing. Nobody has individuality anymore. Matter of fact, the individuality is looked at as being 
what they call far-right extremists now, which is really crazy. It used to not be that way. It used to be like in the 90s and, you know, and those guys would have been considered left-wingers back then. The original, uh, you know, push pushbackers from the government, um, they would have been considered left-wingers back then uh, by being individualistic. But now it's just changed to this whole other thing man and it's it's actually looked upon in a really good way if you're an npc and if you're individual then you're actually looked and frowned upon now in society and i think these online echo chambers have really contributed to that because you got a but and like you said it's not even just with politics because these echo chambers are not exclusive to just political uh, conversations i mean you're talking about NPC start the birth of it was with social media really when you have these like Bieber fans and and uh Queen Bee fans and ooh, put in the the individual like uh, I like what uh the last uh, um star five star review you read where dude was like man I ain't idolize it that's the point is I think the social media people already had that inherently bad quality where they want to idolize people that they consider famous or larger than life and the social media's really amplified that because you could see into their life now oh look beyonce eating tacos oh my god lebron james does that like you know what i mean it got people lost into this world this fantasy land whether it's going into meta or not but it's all based on real life problems because that's how you get people to push in there like you're gonna have the people that are gonna fall into the idolization or you're gonna have the people that like just love a tv show or want to be an anime cat or some shit like that you know what i mean because it's easier to live life but a lot of it stems from real problems and i wanted to start out with what is this new trend uh this is a clip from abc good morning america where they're calling it loud loud quitting Loud quitting, that's the trend now working overtime with employees becoming openly unhappy on the job. And Alexis Christophorus is here with the details. Good morning again, Alexis. Good morning, Gio. Forget about quiet quitting. Now, frustrated employees are loud quitting. Instead of just doing the bare minimum and silently checking out of their jobs, loud quitters are actively disengaging in the workplace and they're not afraid to show it. A new Gallup poll finds about one in five workers are loudly tossing in the towel and it goes beyond being being unhappy on the job. It's about being stressed out and fed up. Loud quitters are resentful that their needs aren't being met and they're acting out, doing things like sending disruptive emails, making inappropriate outbursts at work, undermining their company's goals and bad-mouthing their boss on social media. The poll finds loud quitting is not something management can afford to ignore. Disengaged workers can be bad for company morale and cost the global economy $8.8 trillion. Employees revealing they they value talking openly with their manager, having more control over their daily responsibilities and having a fair shot at being promoted. Experts say leaders should check in with employees regularly, help them find purpose in their work and make them feel valued and connected to their team. As for workers, experts say before you loud or quiet quit, take a beat, decide what you really want from that next opportunity and make sure you're running towards the next job instead of running away from the current one. And I know. A lot of people that are probably like a little bit older than us, like me and you have a, a unique spot. We're both like these like weird, like we're in between these generations. Sometimes they call us like we're like these exennials, they call us like because we're in between the millennials and the Xers. So we have like it's good thing for us because we can relate to the, the older generations and then we can relate to the younger generations because we could see it from both sides. 
part of the problem is, and people are not probably maybe expect this to go this way, but you know, the reason why people are loud quitting is because there's a lot of lousy jobs, a lot of very, very lousy jobs where when I'm saying you're, and when I'm saying you're treated like shit, I'm not talking about, Hey, I was late every day and I got in trouble. That's on me. I'm talking about you're on time. You do the extra work. You get nothing. You get a 25 cent raise when this company is making billions and, and not all of it's on like the CEOs. I think a lot of it, in my opinion, which is going to go deeper, probably in what we're going to talk about is this college, like, I call them college lops. The people that went to college didn't know what they want to do, and now they're middle management. You know what I mean? They come out from college, they had no idea what they're going to do, and they become middle management, and they make other people miserable. There's people that work, I've seen at plants I've worked at, dudes working there for 10, 15 years, know how to do it. Some lady comes from another place, and she has some arts degree, even though she, and then she's been working for like 10 years, not in the field that she's in now, and she tries to change everything. She tells the guy that's been doing it for 20 years or 15 years, 10 years, hey, you can't do it like that. This is the way you got to do it now. Without explaining it or making it better, like if it was easier to make it better, people are more prone to go to that. My point in saying that is that the job environment's bad. It's not this, like, I know a lot of the older generations just got sucked up. You know what I'm saying? Just got su- That's not how it works at no, all. <laughs> and I'm totally on board with you on this one, Sean. And again, we're in that weird, like, middle ground where I see how the younger generation has been treated. Now, it's easy to sit back and say, ah, oh, man, these Gen Zers, they don't ever want to work. They don't have work ethic. And some of that is true because of how they've been brought up or the situations that they've been put in. I'd, I'm not discounting that. I'm not discounting that as generations have come along, the work ethic piece has been slowly seeped out of them, especially college-educated Gen Zers. So they're being taught that, hey, well, I would say... Young, okay, this is how I break it down. Uh, older millennials, like the millennials in the 80s, are completely different than the millennials from oh, the 90s. Yeah, for sure. The like later, like those ones, and then the younger Gen Z, like the older Gen Z is different from the younger Absolutely. Gen Z. Those two pockets, I noticed that the older millennials and the older Gen Z kind of can relate better. And the younger Gen Z and the younger millennials kind of like link up. That's how it just seems that way. Yeah, I, I can agree with that too. Um, and, and I'll say to, to that point uh, that I was making that the older generation, and I mean older than us, has this mentality like, suck it up, buttercup. You're supposed to work a job. I was only getting paid $3 an hour to do all this. And it's like, dude, listen, like it's two different generations. And here's the thing. Some of those jobs you may have had eight people working that job and you had certain interaction with your boss because he counted on you and your $3 an hour would account to what now though is the question. Like, yeah, you say $3. It's like when they said I had a house at 22 years old, like, yeah. And houses were way less money than they are now. Do you even know what's going on in the market? That's the disconnect between generations. And the sad thing is right now, what COVID taught us, was it did two things. It made people way more independent and realize their worth for jobs because they're like, wait a minute, I'm doing this from home. I'm able to do this from home and I'm doing it well from the house. I don't need to be in that job. Why am I in there listening to this guy berate me 24-7 when I actually was more productive when I worked on my own? There's, there's that too. Then you got these people that 
were laid off, came back to their jobs, and they found a way to be successful or make money outside of it. They come back because they're going to give it a shot. And they're like, why am I listening? Like you said, this middle management guy railing at me. I don't have to put up with this. And again, you and I were talking about this off air where it's like, you know what? If you got really small children and you're like, I got to take care of these kids. It's one thing you got to take care of your family. Yeah, you might need to suck it up, buttercup, and like take whatever's coming, at least in the short term, until you can find what you need to do long term, because you got to take care of your family. I get all that. But if you're in a situation where you don't need to do that, don't put up with these motherfuckers for telling you, man. Fuck these fucks, Sean. I'm telling you that right now. Like, nobody wants that anymore. And people are finding out more and more hey, you know where you can make money too? Content creating, whatever that is, people are realizing that they can now be successful outside of that system. Yeah, and that's what's pushing people to jump onto these different platforms or even selling stuff. Resellers have been huge now. Different ways. Like I told my daughter, I'm like, man, if you could make money like and sustain your life, I don't care what you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. It doesn't have to be a career. Like people... It's that old mentality, and I, I understand. Care, though. I don't want my daughter being an OnlyFans model. That's the only thing. <laughs> oh no! Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Let me, yeah, let, yeah. That's different. I'm talking about like hustling, though. Right. Like not that kind of. I guess that's a hustle too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Respectable, moral wise. I'm saying like if you can make money within your moral. That's it. Yeah, let's back that up. If you can make a living morally, like without compromising your morals, and you know, like all that, you, you do it because. There's no reason. There is no more jobs. Like, like my grandpa just walked into Boeing and was like, yeah, and they're like, you're hired. And then, then he got to go from the line to become management. You know what I'm saying? It's not that way anymore. It's this corporate America's fear. This is not that free 1950, 1960, and slowly, little by little was changing. There's this job agencies. They're getting rid of pensions. There is no more pensions. There's still some pensions, mainly with government, uh, what's a Chrysler Ford out here where I'm at, they're, they're stopping that. They do, they have temp agencies and their union that they've been slowly integrating, getting the union people out because once they're done paying them, they're like, we're done. We don't want to pay people anymore. The plans have changed. And I think it's counterproductive for the older generations to not really try to understand what's going on. I get it. There are some crazy people out there. Some of the clips you probably see sometimes I understand where you get to that point, but you really got to look at the whole situation, the bigger picture. It's not just, oh, they're just loony and this and that. You're you're arguing and telling them like, you need to work hard. You Now they're going to be more susceptible for these communist Marxist movements because you're telling them all they got to do is, you know, just strap up your boots, man. You know, like <laughs> get, get a couple dollars, man. Got to get in there, get some money. That's what I did. I walked five miles just to get to the bus, you know right. what I'm saying? Like they, they'll just exaggerate and make it seem like you're not doing enough. Then when this Marxist person comes along, like we should just like own it. Don't you think? And they're like, yeah, we should. Right. And then it's a dumb argument too, because now they're never going to listen to you. Like that's why luckily for us, I think that's, we're able to connect with both. And you know, sometimes older people might get mad at us, but they come back and be like, Oh, I get what you're saying. And the younger people were able to like coach them better. Cause I talked to a, one of the, uh, people I used to work with and he was talking like, Oh man, you know, all this work about, I'm like, bro, it's not about this company. You are your own company. I would tell people all the time. They're like, you ain't going to get paid, man. You working too hard. I said, bro, I'm working at this work ethic. Not for them. For me. I know they ain't going to pay me. I'm just keeping my mindset 
to get to the next place. But then there's these other people like, oh, you're a job hopper. Damn right. I'm going to leave if someone's going to pay me more because that's what that's my value. I know my value. I'm not going to stay somewhere that someone doesn't want to pay me and be loyal to them when they'll fire me instantly for no, no doesn't matter how much money you made them. They'll be like, oh, you're gone. No, absolutely, man. I completely agree with that. And and really loud quitting isn't a new thing, man. People have loud quit for a long time. And honestly, the quiet quitting is more the norm. Um, that's really where you're going to see, uh, you know, I was reading uh, earlier today, 60% of all employees are currently quiet quitting. So you're now telling me that 60% of all the people that work jobs are quiet quitting, which if anybody doesn't understand what that means or listen to what the lady said earlier, quiet quitting is you're doing the bare minimum. You're just coasting. You're not trying to really put in a lot of effort because you know why in most cases, the company doesn't give a shit about them. So they're not going to give you an extra work ethic. Now, to your point though, Sean, and I'm the same way, if I'm in a job situation I'm going to do well because what that does, it creates a habit of me striving to do well in other areas of my life that I'm actually going to put the effort. Now, do I know my value? There's a certain cutoff point where it's like, hey, I'm not in this job right now. Don't call me. Don't mess with me. There's oh, that part too. Oh, I'm so, with you. I'm on vacation. Hey, I, one time I told my boss, he was like, well, what if I need to get home? I said, let me tell you this, bro. I'm going to be in California. If any Michigan number calls me, I ain't answering. Right, <laughs> right. And and that's the thing. And yeah, there's a certain, uh, there's certain boundaries you need to put up for sure. But if we're talking 60% of the workforce, that's just not, that's not just Gen Z. That's not just millennials. That's also the older crowd too. See. That's the thing about the older crowd. They'll hide behind what you call quiet quitting because they're still working. They're going to their job, but they're not putting in a hundred percent. And is there laziness that goes on? Absolutely. Are there people that don't want to work? Absolutely, man. But I think it's been cultivated by the government. I think they want to breed us to be lazy by putting us in situations that discourage us from working hard. You, you're going to be discouraged to work hard if you know that so-and-so just got a promotion on some absolute or shit that didn't deserve it or came from the outside with, like you said, a bogus degree. Why wouldn't they? Why would you quiet quit or even loud quit? Like they say now where, listen, I know a, a girl right now from one of my old jobs. That's literally loud quitting. You know why she wants to get fired. If she gets fired, she'll get unemployment and then she can move on to the next phase. She can't quit, quit, because then she won't get paid. So she's like, you know what? I'm just going to amp up every time I see them, every time they've got me doing some absolute horse shit, I'm going to amp up. And to her point, they are. They got to work at like 50 jobs for like one job. So why aren't people? I just don't understand why people can't see it why people are acting this way. You're boxing people in like rats in cages and you're expecting them to act okay about it. We're not okay with it. No, and they're having skeleton crews, people having to like pick up the slack where it usually be five, six employees, one employee's doing that work. And to your point, I agree actually, now that I didn't think about this till you said that, these older generations have been doing this. I remember one of my jobs, because I leave, like, if you give me a bad raise, I start looking somewhere else. I'm like, okay, obviously you guys don't value me. I'm going to start looking somewhere else. And I was at the supervisor position, and every damn day we had to have our stupid little meetings with all the supervisors. 
And I've just always been that devil's advocate guy. I'm always the guy that's pushing every, like the same thing I'm saying on the show. Like I'm the same way there. Like I remember we had a meeting and the lady started trying to lay down the law and she's like, and I was trying to tell her, I was like, you keep saying all this bullshit that people don't want to hear. And what you're going to get is someone that's just going to work just hard enough not to get fired. I was like, you're not going to create an atmosphere of people that want to get this company more money because now they're just like, who cares about this company? They, 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 they're they so bitter and hate it. And it was so petty. And she used to get her so mad. I got her so mad one time. She was like, you know what? We need to have people to stop having bottles of water on the floor and da, 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 while we're putting shit and packing. And I was like, oh, oh like. You mean because like it might spill or something? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, what about the fucking leaks in the roof? It's like <laughs> raining on every. She got so mad, dude. Like that's me. I don't know if that's loud quitting, but I'm just call. I just call people out. Like I'm like, hey man, this is bullshit. Like, and I've always been like that. Like where I'm like, you can't make me do this shit. Like I've even told. I remember this one dude. He was like from England or something. He was like the main. I didn't know he was the owner at the time. Like he was talking shit to one. I was like, man, just, man, stop talking to us like that. Man, I don't give a fuck. But he's like. I mean, you know who I am? I said, I don't give a fuck who you are. I said, I don't know how you do it in fucking Britain, you cricket motherfuckers. This is America, dog. Like, and I started to, he's like, I'm the owner. I was like, shit, I quit anyways, bitch. Like, because obviously he's probably going to fire me. Like, yeah, you were done. You were cooked at that point, man. <laughs> yeah, I was toast. I was like, because in my head, I was like, e damn, I didn't realize you're the owner. Like, ah, it is what it is. I already said it, man. <laughs> hey, like, guys, <laughs> listen, don't idolize anybody. So don't idolize Sean and how he quits yeah, his jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just think that I've always had that like motive of like look if you treat me good though i'm gonna treat you good man especially a lot of that frustration had came to me when i'm like bro i've came in on saturdays when you needed me i've came in on sundays when you need me i've worked the 14 hours i've worked the 15 hours and then when it comes down to that raise when i'm giving you everything they're like here's 15 cents how am i supposed to feel i can't feel like oh this is a company for me I'm like, nah, man, like, I'm, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to say some shit. Man. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean 15 cents? I'm like, well, it is what it is. I got to do what I got to do. And it pushes people into other realms. Like I was saying, not just Marxism and communists, but they get into these other trends, things that fall, like, you know, people are falling into this whole life is nothing. There's, it's never going to get better. Might as well just waste away. There's another TikTok trend. It's called time blindness this goes with working because you know there's a lot of people that are like i can't make it on time and honestly i used to be the best on time but maybe i am loud quitting because now I'm not <laughs> working on time. <laughs> but it's because they're asking so much of me too though man like i'm so tired like i'm like bro i'm exhausted i told him straight up like i just don't lie i'll be like yeah bro i was tired and and I had to edit a podcast last night and as soon as that shit gets off, man, and, and I'm I'm out of here <laughs> I tell them all the time, but they need me so bad. They're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Hopefully it works, but hopefully it doesn't. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but this is called time blindness. I kind of found this one really hilarious. It's pretty funny how they expect like uh, people to just like follow what they're doing. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know? And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job, you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time 
when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that, yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think, I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. I'm sorry, but you sound so entitled, though. <laughs> and you has a, she has a little bit of a, a, <laughs> That always makes me think someone's entitled when they sound like that. Like, it's like, man, you must have been babied all your life. That's where I have a problem with the younger generations at that point, where it's like, look, man, you're not putting any of your work... At this job, like I was joking around how I'm late sometimes now, but I also put in my work. They know my value. Like they're like, yeah, well, whenever you could come in because they know that they need me because you want to put yourself into a position where you're so valuable that like the company's not going to close and shut down because you're gone, but they're going to have to take, I always try to make it, they're going to have to replace three, four people to replace me. That way, you know, just get a little boost of the ego where you're like, yeah, had to hire a lot of people, huh? Could have, should have gave me that buck. <laughs> no, and to the point of time blindness, which just to flip it back on a, a little bit, it is a product. The actual time blindness is a product of ADHD, which I do think stems from a lot of the chemicals and stuff that's in our foods and a lot of the things that the younger generation is dealing with. So I do think that some of that is actually true. Also, to the point of this chick is entitled, absolutely. Another thing this younger generation does, though, they glorify being on medications. They glorify having all these disorders. You know, I was talking to my daughter the other day on the phone and she does have autism to a certain point, right? She's actually been diagnosed. She's talked to a lady about it and she's learned how to maneuver around it because she's very intelligent. She understands how it operates. She understands like certain triggers that'll set her off. She even told me, she's like, dad, what I really hate about my generation is that people will immediately say that they have autism now. Now it's just like, it's almost like a badge of honor to have it. And they use it if, as an excuse for why they can't operate in society. So I think it's a weird juxtaposition that we're in right now where you've got some people that do have this issue that are really trying to work through it. So maybe there is some people that have this time blindness, this hyper-focusedness that causes time blindness, right? I typically have it myself. If I'm hyper-focused on something and I have tunnel vision, uh, my mom used to tell me when I was growing up, I have a one-track mind. When I'm super focused on something, then I will just time melts away, man. And I don't know what's going on around me a lot of times. And then when I'm pulled out of it, man, it's almost like a fish out of water. I kind of freak because I'm like so immersed yeah, you're like, into you? whatever yeah. I'm doing. And I can get... It's almost like being in a trance, like, and you're getting, you know, like, or like uh, sleepwalking right. and, you know, because you're, it's, you're in it. But also combine that with they got rid of analog clocks. Right. So analog clock spaces it out and you can be like, oh, that's 15 minutes. A digital clock, one second, it's 701. Next second, it's 755. It's happened to me too, where you just like click because it's not that constant. I think that plays a little bit. I think what you're saying for sure also plays a big role. Like, cause there's a lot of that ADHD, which comes from not just the food, but some of the technology we've had over the years from video games, which I like video games. I'm not uh, going on video games or TV and, and even more with the screens, the screens have got smaller and they've, when we were growing up, we did play video games, Nintendo and watch some TV, but we also had a lot of outside time, right? We had a lot of outdoor activity and we probably lost tons of time at that time. You and that man, I, I just knew, Hey, when this light goes on. I got to go home. Like, that's when you knew, like, you didn't have like a watch. But I think, because did you know that most of Gen Z, a lot of Gen Z, the younger they are, they don't, they don't know how to read analog. And a lot of millennials too, don't know how to read an analog clock. 
Like you show them, they'll go, huh? Like they look baffled. They've never seen it. And I think that has something to do with it because the digital clocks are so weird. And you know how like clocks are never on. And then it, I just think that plays a big part in it. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that too. But I do agree that this chick right here, man, is just using it as, a, as an excuse for a job. Here's the thing. If your job's important to you, you're going to make an effort to have alarms on. You're just going to set them because like, you know what, if I'm out at this lunch or I'm doing whatever before work, I'm going to set this alarm if I have these problems. I know for me that I have to set lists for myself every day of things that I'm doing because if I don't, I'll miss something. And a lot of times I'll add to that list as the day goes. So I'm like, you know what, I won't get it all to all of it today, but I know I can shift it to tomorrow. But I know it's right on my mind right now. If I don't write it down, I don't put it in a place, then I may end up forgetting and and by the time I do remember, it's too late. So I know for me, I have certain things that I need to do because I can't get hyper-focused and very like tunnel vision when I'm working on something where I can't, I don't really see anything around me, not even people walking around me sometimes. Yeah. But, and to your point though, you are trying to actively, you recognized it. And instead of saying, huh, nothing I could do. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. Like there is problems that like stem from some of the government issues, some of the food issues, television, we can name parenting, whatever you want to name it. There is definitely issues that children have. My problem with the younger generation is that they, like you said, they not only take it as a badge of honor. They're like, huh, nothing I could do. What do you mean? There's nothing you could do. Like, they're like, I'm bipolar. What do you want me to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a good answer. It's like, dude, for yourself. You want to grow and become a better person. And what could help them possibly, you know, this time blindness. Luckily, we found on TikTok a time blindness therapist. All right, TikTok, here are five signs that you are time blind. Number one, you are either way too early or way too late to something. The idea of being on time is a completely foreign concept to you. Number two, you wildly underestimate the amount of things you can get done in a short amount of time, but you wildly overestimate the amount of stuff you can get done in a long amount of time. Number three, all of your stories start with the other day. It could have been yesterday. It could have been 14 years ago. Doesn't matter. The other day. Number four, you struggle with emotional object permanence. If you're not feeling it right now, it's hard to tell when you felt it before. And sometimes it just doesn't feel real at all. And number five, if you have a meeting or an appointment at some point later in the day, you have trouble starting things because you don't want to get sucked into them and accidentally miss your appointment. Something you've learned the hard way. If you relate to this, hi, my name is Megan. I'm a mental wellness coach, and I can't help you perceive time passing better because people who are time blind simply don't perceive the passage of time the same way that colorblind people don't perceive color. But I can help you find tools to make your life a lot easier. I know there's someone listening to all what we've been saying right now. I'm like, time's not even real, bro. (laughs) (laughs) With our crowd, you know, 50% of our crowd, right? At least right now is like, we're in a matrix, man. It doesn't even exist. It's all fake. It's all fake. And I can't really totally right. argue against it because I'm like, <laughs> I just thought that was what, you know, so you got some of that kind of stuff. And another one that this, these are the ones I think are more worrisome trends. Like this is not where we're getting into that territory of where I think that we're getting into that Klaus Schwab. When we were talking off air, how you were read the, uh, which I got to read, you wrote, read the great reset. And this kind of reminded me, it's a short little 29 second clip, but it's another trend that's on TikTok. It's called bed rotting. 
TikTok trend deemed as bed rotting has raised some concerns from mental health experts. So bed rotting is when people decide to stay in bed all day doing immobile activities that include sleeping, watching TV or being on the phone. Now, experts say it's okay to have a lazy day, but people should incorporate other activities, too, like hanging out with friends and family. They warn that being inactive for a long time could be a more serious mental health concern. And people should talk to a doctor if it happens often. Weird how they didn't talk about that stuff during the lockdowns, but okay, I digress. And it really reminded me of the movement that was also starting around 2020 in China, the lying flat movement. And the lying flat is the same kind of trend. You do the bare minimum. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to live anywhere. You're like, hey, I don't know. It's just like that nonchalant. And you do see a lot of younger generation. And man, I will tell you. I never. I, mean, I used to try not to call people NPCs because I'm like, ah, you know, everybody's got. But pff, I went to a couple restaurants and a couple places, and these kids, like, there, I was like, hey, what's up, man? You know, like, I'm just like chopping it up with them, trying to like, because I always try to talk to everybody, mm-hmm. like, enlighten their mood, and they're just like this, uh huh. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then they're giving me my money, and they just look at me with a blank stare, and they just hand me my money while I'm like, okay, have a great day, and they go, you're like, what? I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> it's bad man like uh, some of these younger generation d- does kind of get you know into that you know not knowing how to communicate and i will say that 2020 really helped push that people not being able to communicate except through their device right being able to text texting's how the younger generation knows how to communicate now man there's no like emotional they don't know how to read emotions a lot of times they have difficulty understanding what someone's saying in a certain manner a lot of times. Uh, but to the whole bed rotting thing, which the, they even had a term for if you just do it for half a day, it was like carcass rotting, which is they said it, it which I thought was hilarious. Carcass rotting, which I've done a lot of carcass rotting in my life. No lie, man. There's some days where like, <laughs> no lie, like straight up where it's like, man, I've had a rough week, man. And I need like three hours. I'm about to lay here. Yeah, but that's like a recharge, though, man. To me, that to me, that's like well, more that's what recharge. They say carcass you're gonna go- rotting is it's the three to <laughs> okay. four hour recharge is carcass rotting, and they said they got it. No lie, from this horse that used to just like <laughs> drop and lay down, and they thought he was dead for like three hours at a time because he would lay on his side, and they were like, "What's up with this horse that's like laying on his side?" And he was just like. Yo, this is how I like to sleep, man. Like, I like to lay here for like three hours, four hours a day. So, and like the whole bed riding thing, like, first off, you got to take into account like what somebody's gone through too, right? So when I was reading about it, it was talking about people that are grieving over lost family members or whatever else. You got to leave time, bereavement time for people, right? You got to, they got to have that time to, to re-energize. And honestly, man, if I see somebody that's just busting it out, and they want to take a day to their cells and just shut everything off, not talk to anybody, do whatever they want to do. Cool. I got no problem with that, man. If they're the type of person that's like constantly moving, constantly working. Now, on the flip side, and I'll say this, though, for me, that works for me. If I'm in a state of mind where I feel like I'm going to like snap or whatever, I like to get out. Like, I'll go to the gym. I'll go to the I'll go to the uh, zoo. You know me. I like to go to the zoo. I'll go there for three or four hours during the day, man. Get out in nature, see some animals, 
you know, some of the suggestions even I was reading was like going to the museum, man, going to look at art, connecting with people out in nature, man, maybe going to the park. There's other things you can do besides lying there all day. Now, I think when this whole bed rotting thing becomes a problem, if somebody's doing this consistently all the time, man, like then it's an issue. You're not recharging at that point. Now you're using it as a crutch because you feel depressed. You feel like that there's nothing good for you out there. There's nothing that you can create for yourself. And here's the point. You won't create for yourself if you don't do it. And I told you off air, there are days where, man, I don't feel like researching. And I know I got a podcast coming up in like two or three days. And I'm like, man, I don't have all my notes together. And you know what I do? I'll pull up my laptop and I'll stare at it for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get going. And you make yourself get going. And once you start getting immersed in something and then you start creating, then you're like, oh man, now I'm having a good time. I'm, my brain synapses are awake. They're working. I'm, I'm creating, I'm learning. I think at that point, once you start expanding is when you get over that hump. Because every day you're not going to feel great. There's no day that you're going to feel great. But if you're trying to build something and you're trying to be successful, you got to push through those tough days too. It's like they say about working out. Bro, there are days you don't feel like working out when you go to the gym or when you're on the treadmill or when you're walking or when you're running or whatever days you don't want to do it but you push through it and you realize the more you do it the easier it becomes and then it just becomes a part of your life bro there's been times you know you see me i've come we've i'm tired we're i we're, we're recording the podcast and after the podcast i'm like man i don't know man i think i did terrible because i'm because i'm tired and i just don't feel i didn't feel like yeah i gave it energy but you just feel you're like no oh, i think it's fine man it's it, it's but once you get through and you listen you're like oh that that gives you confidence for the next time and it's just like i was telling you earlier just limp through the finish line, man. You ain't got to be in perfect shape to like, just get to the finish line and you'll be good. Everybody else is like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. I'm with you. Recharge for sure. And find different things to recharge. Not just, sometimes it is rest and your body will tell you. Cause there's times I'm like running balls to the wall, working, trying to research, trying to do extra shit. And just, you know, just our minds, especially creative minds are always running. Oh, I, like I'll be two in the morning. Like, man, I got a hook in my head, man. I'm going to go write this down real quick. Right. Or, you know what I mean? And I'll get limited sleep. And then I got to wake up early for work. And then one day, uh, like it might go two, three weeks straight. And then one Saturday, I'm like, nope, you ain't good. You know what I mean? Nope. You're going to stay up because I can't sleep a lot in the morning. But what I'll do is I'll like relax go to bed early that on a Saturday, I sometimes seven, eight <laughs> at night. Cause my body's like, you need it. It's like, Hey man, you've been running hard, man. It's time to recharge it up. And to your other point though, that's not the only thing that gives you energy. What gives me a lot of energy is that I've been liking it right now is going on hikes. You know what I mean? That's been, there's a lot of trails around me and stuff. It's just, and for me, it's just anything to get in nature for like, you know how you say in the zoo, same thing, man. I think that any way you can get close to nature really, really, um, Helps it out. And you know what? Since we, sp I, I had this a little bit later, but I think it would be actually, before we get into all that, I think we should just talk about this because I thought this was crazy and it kind of reminded me, we're talking about zoos. So I was like, let me just throw that up in there. It's kind of reminded me of this whole NPC thing. And like, it's like they're evolving animals into this like, oh man, animals, man, they're getting distracted by the phones, man. Stop showing the phone. And why? It's like they don't want us to have that connection. And I feel like that keeps that NPC mode heavy, like pushing the pedal. And I don't and I don't think the people at the zoos are like in on it. Like, yeah, we're going to like it's just it's just a cause and effect thing because they're trying to protect the animals and they're unsure. 
of what's going on with the animals. But now in a lot of zoos, especially this one's in Toronto, but I'm hearing more and more zoos are saying they want to stop people from showing videos to the gorillas. Plenty of teenagers these days prefer looking at their phones to interacting with family members. But affliction might not just be a human one. Staff at Toronto Zoo are taking action after concerns were raised for NASA, a 14-year-old Western lowland gorilla, after visitors kept showing him pictures and videos on their devices. A spokesman for the zoo told the Toronto Star newspaper it was getting NASA down. It was causing him to be distracted and not interacting with the other gorillas. And you know, being a gorilla, he was just so enthralled with gadgets and phones and the videos, she said. So staff have acted. A sign on the glass petition asks visitors to not show films to the animals. But it's not all bad news for the gorillas, though. The zoo deliberately uses carefully curated screen time to help them relax. Holly Ross is Toronto Zoo's animal behavioural expert. The zookeepers that work with them there, they do show them videos of other gorillas, like wild gorillas. They show them like planet Earth and those kind of documentaries that they really like. So other animals are really interesting to them. But we don't know exactly how they perceive that content and what what it is that's catching their eyes. So we just want to make sure that the things that they're seeing are things that, that we think are acceptable. While the gorillas may enjoy a peek at the occasional nature documentary, the zoo's director of wildlife conservation and welfare said the park's hyenas particularly like Disney cartoons. But she wasn't sure why. And the reason why this hit me is because you always talk about the zoos and you could go further on this. You talk about how you have like a, a kind of a relationship with one of the gorillas. Like you guys, like, you know, you, you show them videos, you kind of interact with them. He's excited when you come around. And it's just like, seems like they kind of want to cut that maybe off somehow. Well, what's really weird is, so, uh, the first male gorilla, Jomo, like, he died, like, a year ago, but he and I had, like, a really cool relationship. Now, I never really showed him any videos. We just, he would come to the glass and hang out with me. Um, his stepdaughter, and I do say stepdaughter because it's not his real daughter, they brought in a baby gorilla that he ended up raising as part of his clan. Now, she used to hang out with this one dude and watch videos with him. She used to love it. Now, the bonobos at the zoo will still do it. There's one particular bonobo, Bo, man. He is, he's like, I would say he's starting to hit that preteen stage now. Really cool. He'll come up and give you a dap at the window, man. Want his belly rubbed and stuff like that. Like, he's really cool. But I could I'll pull up a video, a nature video of bonobos, and he'll sit down and watch a video with me at the glass, especially if it's a day it's slow. Nobody's out there. You know, he'll come and hang out with me. There's a lot of people, man. They're not dealing with like all that many people, but he'll come hang out. So what I noticed, though, after you told me this over the past couple months, they put a barrier up to the glass and the gorillas. Now, I don't know if this is a permanent one or if it's something they're going to remove later because they have moved in new troops. So I know they're trying to get everybody acclimated they've got a new crew of like three male gorillas that are brothers and they're all hanging out together which is very unusual because you never see that in a zoo you always see like one male and then a bunch of females like a troop but it's a, it's a troop of three males so i get that part of it too but it's just kind of weird man they've had this barrier up and i used to go up and hang out with the male gorillas all the time and i didn't show them any videos outside of the bonobo showing them videos i just hung out with them i do think that there is a push to disconnect people from nature and maybe this is one of it here's my thing if there had been 
some stories of some nasty adverse effects happening to these animals that were watching these screens. You got to understand something. You're talking about pulling out a phone to an animal and they're maybe looking at it 30 seconds to a minute. We're not talking about nobody's sitting there watching an yeah. hour movie. Netflix series <laughs> <laughs> binging, binging. You're like, hey, look at hey Mighty Joe Young. Hey, Mighty Joe Young, <laughs> we're gonna watch Breaking Bad together. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's not happening that way. And I guess if maybe they were flipping out or something was happening, I would get it. But it's almost like, did you hear what she said in that video too? Like we need to show them what we feel like's best for them. I was like, hey, hey, where have I heard that before? And then it starts making me think like, man, they view us like animals too. Like we need to give them what they want, that what we think that they should watch, what we think that they should do. And it's like, I- For the better good, for, for the, the better, better good, good man. man. It's just like all <laughs> the, and you and I spawned off uh, last week talking about animals and how- all these animals were vaccinated and how all of these young, and we talked about this on a past podcast, but all of these young babies are consistently dying and this is still going on. And I think we did this podcast maybe six to eight months ago. They're still dying. We still see stories of baby like giraffes, baby zebras, like all of them dying and nobody's saying why. And it's like, you're worried about a fucking screen and you're jabbing them up and killing them. Like you're kidding me right now. Like it's ludicrous. That is baffling though. You're like, Hey man, uh, I know, uh, you got vaxxed up, but, and then also they're still giving them boosters as well. But, but the screen now, but then also to play the other side of it, I thought too, I'm like, or is this 30 second, 90 second attention span deadly? for uh um they're the, they're in their same family as us you know what i'm saying like and i'm like wondering is like do they know like are they realizing not because no one told them but seeing the interactions with the gorillas like hey man this is changing their nature like you're saying it may i'm not saying it is or isn't there's not proof of, there's not proof of that but i'm wondering if those 30 to 90 second videos what we've been talking about that also get people hooked happens to them maybe they get addicted as well i don't know because you can go through a lot of tiktoks Pretty quickly. So I I give it like, I'll say like 10% credence. I think it's more, in my opinion, just another mark of getting us away from nature, man. I think they want to like really cut off that like tie that we've had. And to me, they just need it to happen that it's not no good. But the whole reason that we even decided to do this episode was my favorite, like my favorite the queen. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, strong woman. Yes, strong woman. Strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time now. I just go, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. So there's a lot of influencers like, and, and we could show you infamous clips of this. This is the probably one of the newest trends. You're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing everybody talk about it. Everybody's talking about it or they're doing it. And it's like this NPC influencer where a lot of them, what they're doing is when you're hearing her say, yes, yes, yes. Or ice, ice cream. It's so good. I'm like, you hear all this stuff, right? And what it is, it's these emojis on TikTok and people send them these emojis, which in turn is money. It, so they cash in the emojis for money. So like every time they put a certain emoji up, 
they have a response to it. And, you know, everybody has a little different response. And as I was digging and going through more and more of these videos, I started thinking, because you'll see them, like the one girl, she was like, like people are sitting like, ooh, I like your meat. I like your meat. They're doing the hot dog one, looking kind of like sexual, how they're doing it. And then I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, what's going on with this? I mean, okay. Like for the person doing it, I get it. They're getting like the one girl, I think they said she gets two to four K per live. You know what I mean? I get it why she's doing it. So Pinky Doll, who you just played, who is probably at the peak of this uh, NPC girl, e-girl movement. So if a lot of people don't understand what an e-girl is, um, these are your gamer girls, right? These are the girls that you'll see on Twitch who are gaming. And generally speaking, they're over-sexualized because they're shooting for the gamer market, the gamer guy market, right? Guys follow them. Uh, they'll spend a lot of money on them. I would say probably most of them have OnlyFans accounts as well. They've got a myriad of ways they make money. By the way, you lowballed uh, Pinky Doll. She makes seven thousand dollars a day on on just the NPC streams. So that's it per day. She makes seven thousand dollars. And you and I were talking off air how that TikTok takes half of that, 50%. So really, she's making $14,000 a day that TikTok's taken half from. And to your point, what she's what she and some of the other girls are creating is this NPC fantasy uh, gamer girl. So what they do is they act like if you ever play a video game, you'll if you're the main character, the NPC is a non-playable character. So they are the characters that you will interact with or you may just see doing something to the side. So say you're running down the street in Grand Theft Auto, you'll see random people walking, random people, you know, going in and out of stores. You may be able to interact with some of those people, like if you're stealing their car or whatever else, right? So what they're doing is they're mimicking these NPCs, literal NPCs, the non-playable characters. And when people are sending them these emojis, like you said, they're either reenacting the emoji or they're doing a quick NPC version to that. So say if you were in a video game and you went up to an NPC and you did something quick to them, they have a set amount of responses that they can do back to you. She, they are mimicking those responses. So depending on what you give them, they will react in turn. And that's what they're doing. And, and it's a lot, a lot of these chicks, man. Cherry Crush is another big one. Uh, they've been doing it for a while. Now, the NPC movement's fairly new as far as what they're doing on TikTok. But man, the NPC movement's not that new. It's been around for a couple years. And these girls have been doing these NPC like shorts and reels and videos and stuff like that they weren't called that then but they were doing those on youtube and stuff anyway even on twitch they were doing them man when they were gaming they were doing them and guys were paying them while they were twitch uh while they were uh on a twitch live live stream because you could pay people on those too so this has been going on for a while this is just a new version of that and it's a new way for them to make money because these girls are really smart don't think they're stupid they're very smart and they know how to hustle. They know what they're doing, man. They've got a million different revenue streams and they just jump on what's hot at the time. And if they can get ahead of the curve, they'll make more money than everybody else. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And there's another element to it. So it's not really connected with it, but I'm connecting it with it because I think it has value. There's this other thing that I learned about recently that I didn't know about. It's called a pay pig. Do you know what a pay pig is? I do know what a pay pig is. So I think, so a pay pig basically is a dude that follows these influencers and they want them to berate them in any type of fashion, whether it's like, Hey, get a control of my account and talk mad shit about me. Make like this sissy. It's like that sissy boy movement kind of thing. It's it's more of demasculating men, in in my opinion. But I think a lot of these pay pigs are also borderline that pedo kind of deal. And I think they're following these influencers because we were talking earlier. Like, hey, who the hell's paying these people? Right? Like, it's one thing for her to hustle. I get it. You know, you got to do what you got to do to hustle. I mean, we were just saying a boomer shit would be like, hey, well, I believe she's working. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree with but you. I get her hustle, but who's giving those emojis? And I think it's these pay pigs who are, and then I think then they're enticing them. And I think then we're getting to that weird stuff. Like then you start getting into things where you're talking about that guy, that serial killer in Staten Island type of thing. I think we're going to see more of these things because these dudes are following all these influencers and these e-girls. And because there's so many incels, there's becoming more and more incels every day. Like dudes that don't want to like that bed rotting, uh, and other things that we're talking about combined with like the quiet quitting, the, the, the lockdown, the heavily medicated, under-socialized, over-educated, you know what I mean? All these elements and the food, you add all these elements, it's demasculating men to a point where they're becoming like super weirdos. And, and women too, don't get me wrong, there's some weird women, but in this particular thing, I'm talking about these pay pigs, I just wanted to connect those pay pigs to these influencers because I think they're following them. And I think later there is nefarious things that they're doing. Yeah, and to that point too, then you got the counter movement against that with your Andrew Tates and your Jay Wallers who have created the counter movement because they see a lot of these incels. And I will say, and you and I talk about this all the time, listen, you don't have to like somebody to like stuff that they say. And I can tell you right now, like there's stuff that Andrew Tate says, Jay Waller says, Fresh and Fit says that makes a lot of sense when it comes to some of this type of behavior, because it is true. If you're feeding this type of behavior, then you're going to get the same result. And what they're trying to teach these guys. And I, again, I think they are psyops and I think they are training these guys in a different way to hate women. And I think ultimately that's what they're doing because we're not getting that middle ground where we're connecting and we're understanding each other. You're getting it on both ends. You're getting these women who have unrealistic expectations about guys that they want in their lives, but you have a lot of guys feeding them that 
money and other things. So then they keep that train going. Then you've got a small percentage of guys out there who can kind of do what they want to with women. And then you've got the rest of the majority. Whereas like you and me understand how things work in the real world, that it doesn't really operate that way. And if you are a real man and you have a masculine nature, those type of issues will work themselves out. You're not going to find yourself in a, in a category of not being able to talk to women or not being able to talk to anyone for that matter. And I think that's kind of how that works. But the way that this whole social media movement's done, it's trained the youth to act in certain ways. You've got women who think that I ain't messing with no man unless he's got over a hundred thousand gear and he's six, three and he's, Two two hundred and twenty yeah. pounds, right? And oh man, the, my fa- my favorite though is when they're like, he's got to make like five million dollars minimum a year. <laughs> like, oh, like, and so yeah, you're right. When you hear Andrew Tate or Fresh and Fit like her up, they are rightfully so. But in the same segment, a little bit down the line, they're like, yeah, treat these women like shit, man. They're just a, a, they're they're not bettering it. So you're like, you're hurt people create more hurt people. So like, that's what you're doing. You're continuing the cycle. And that's why I don't, I don't mess with them at all. Like, you know me, I, I talk bad. I rail on them all the time. Like I, I think they're bogus. And I mean, shit, I mean, his dad was in CIA. That's all I got to say. But to your point about these people on the street, talking to the women and asking them about like, you know, how much does your man should make or what would you do this loyalty? And it's becoming clear on certain, depending on what feed you are, that there is this emptiness, like where men are really like this emptiness men are feeling and they're, they're trying to fill it the void with women. Like somebody that I think is going to love and like, Hey, this is going to be my wife. It's not always reciprocated. Like, and people are noticing in that, that this culture is leaking through. And I think that's why what I'm going to show is one of the videos you sent me about kind of talking with it's, it's on the streets with a guy and a girl, obviously boyfriend, girlfriend, and they ask him a question. Let's see what they say. How much money would it take for you to cheat on him? A lot. A lot? How much money would it take for you to cheat on her? Nah, there's no money. There we have it, folks. This is a solid couple. How much is a lot? Like, above 10 grand. Above 10 grand? I mean, yeah. She could buy you some pretty nice things with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 10 grand. I was, I was going to say like a mil, but... I mean. <laughs> <laughs> all righty but yeah i hope this proves that men are kings and uh, but she's i love my girlfriend she's also a queen, a queen. okay yeah We're these are kings and queens and he still tries to like you know save her and like but that's the mentality but that's what's happened and don't get me wrong in the 80s and 90s and other stuff like there was a lot of this like where like you know, rap music, especially we heard a lot of that, you know, like degrading women or lowering women, but it's perverse now. All the rap is women talking about taking advantage of men and like, hey, just use him for his money. Hey, do this. So all these things are leaking over into society. And poor dude, man. He's like, man, I was like, like, I, I, I feel bad for her because he's like, I thought she said at least a million. And he was like, but this proves yeah, no. that men are kings. And you knew he's about to amp up. And then he was like, but I mean, you know, she's my girl. She's a queen. And then, and then the other girl backs her and she's like, she's a queen. She's a queen. And it's like, that's not queen or king behavior. And besides that, I'm going to jump on a little quick soapbox because this gave me an opportunity to do that. I hate the king queen shit. I absolutely despise it. I hate it. Don't say it around me or I'll go (laughs) fucking nuclear. I hate that solid, solid deal. King. 
yeah, queen, yeah, queen. It's like, you're not kings and queens. You're not. Like, quit saying it. Just be a person. Just be a good person to other people. Why did, here's what I don't understand. And this goes into race. This goes into all this different stuff. Why, when you wake up in the morning, and I've heard people say this, like, I'm a strong black king or I'm a strong Asian queen or whatever. Why do you have to say that? Why? You shouldn't have to do that. Why do you have to like amp yourself up in the mirror? Then that should, that is an insecurity that you have. I hate those stupid little jargons, those stupid little things people tell you to say in the mirror. I hate it because it's just brainwashing just like anything else. Anyway, yeah. well, you know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> hey, what up, Kings? <laughs> We're gonna, you know, you're going to see that comment. What up, Kings? <laughs> That's going to become a thing for sure. <laughs> I'm going to get called King 50 times this week after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to light you up with a king. But I get it, man, because it's just. Oh man, like some things just bother me. Like where you're just like, bro, like why do you, cause you're trying too hard, man. Like, why can't we just be like, Hey, what's up, bro? Like, Hey, you good? Like, but they were trying to amp their, so I get it. They're amping themselves up. Like, honestly, if you want to call yourself that shit, cool. Just don't call me that shit, man. Like, just leave me out of that conversation. And don't, and if you talk like that, just don't hit me up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just think it's lame. I just think it was something that was used as a buzzword. Um, that was originally created in the black community that then shifted into all communities. And it became, it became this like slay girl <sighs> and especially queen, bro. Oh God, especially so queen. much. Oh no, actually you're right. The king thing. Now all of them are short Kings are better than that. Kings are like, yeah, you're right. It's so stupid. Like what is it? Game of Thrones? You idiots. Like, man, <laughs> I'm the king of the North. <laughs> you know what I want to ask people too? It's like, what are you the king of? Like, what are you the actual king of? Like, and you know, they're going to give you some answers. Like, I'm the king of my domain. Like, well, your domain ain't looking too great right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone's going to be like, man, I'm the king of your mom's pussy. Of course, I'm going to throw that out there. I would too. Like, I get that. But th this is like, when I hear stuff like this, it, this is clip every time. I just think of you every the time. What the fuck though. is this world? What have they done to us? What did they do to us? <laughs> you're totally right and to take it even a step further i think if we could kind of we're not going super far back in time but i want to like and we'll go a little bit more back in time of the beginning of this but this is the result of a lot of this too because i think a lot of this trans lgbtq well actually take trans and lgbt because right now the whole movement is queer everything's queer you have to be queer and and, and this whole misgendering and pronouns and this is how confusing it is. <laughs> this right here to me is like, how do you expect any of us to get on board with this? They, they, they talk about how difficult it is and they want to be a com They want us to be accommodating to them when I don't even know you. Like, I don't know what a pro like who cares, but this is why I do understand people kind of getting outraged because this makes no sense. This right here is misgendering pain.
I get so many comments like this and I want to explain something. Being misgendered can be an incredibly painful experience. In that moment, we are reminded that the world places us into a bucket that we do not fit in. And it is incredibly traumatic to grow up being constantly told you're something you're not. So for a lot of people, being misgendered triggers that trauma. So if it looks like I'm mad, it's probably because I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> in the same way that when we stub our toe, we scream expletives because we're in pain. Also, us non-binary people were forced to educate ourselves on our own existence. So it can be frustrating when we see people who are not putting in the work and constantly making mistakes. And I know it is new. I know mistakes are bound to happen. And I have patience for people who are genuinely putting in the work. I know so many of you don't want to be hurting non-binary people, but the truth is when you misgender us, you are. And to expect us to hold your hand through it while we're being hurt, that's abusive behavior. Slay queen. <laughs> Bro, when he said that it's all the hard work that they had to dig around and find. You had to dig around and find it because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You're digging around because it doesn't exist. It's not even there. This isn't like me trying to dig up something on an elite bloodline that I'm having to maneuver through 80 million algorithms. Your shit doesn't exist. It's made up. It's a fantasy world. This is crazy this shot. Dude said it. Dude said it. He said, when we, you don't understand why we're so frustrated. We had to teach ourselves about ourselves. What are you talking about? So you just made, of course, because you made it up. Like someone made it up, and man. And to that <laughs> point, I'm going to bring up Dennis Barron right now. This is a perfect opportunity to bring up Dennis Barron. Uh, he's a University of Illinois professor emeritus of English. He was the one that wrote about pronouns and really brought it to the forefront and changed what pronouns are today. He's the one that did all these years of research and pushed this out right around that 2017, 2018. And he wrote a book called What's Your Pronoun Beyond He and She? And this is where this whole movement stemmed from was him writing about it. And the really crazy thing is he's done so much research and tied like other cultures from ages ago. But when you really dig through it, it's a bunch of BS, man. He, he talks about how Shakespeare often used the singular they, how a lot of writers use the singular they. Yeah, they didn't know what you to know who the character was yet. They were going to trick you. They didn't want you to know. It wasn't because that they were gender fluid. It's a writing technique. And this idiot should know more than anybody. He's a freaking writer. Man, what is going on? I'm losing my shit today, man. It's like, you got these quote-unquote educated people literally can't even educate themselves, but they're educating others. I don't even know anymore. Well, this one's <laughs> let me let me uh let you cool down for a second just to light you back up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the one this one cracks me up because this is where that whole like privilege and expectations and thinking that you deserve. Um, so much from people that don't know you and I get it like we were talking earlier about like yes if work works to treating you like shit but some of these accommodations that people are asking for are straight ridiculous and this person <laughs> goes off the rails because they were misgendered 
uh, like in a memo or so, or I think on a, a application. But I genuinely think that people don't realize how deeply microaggressions and misgendering affect trans people in like every facet of life. So here's the tiny example. I auditioned slash interviewed for this film intensive. And one of the things I talked about in my interview was being a gender fluid actor and wanting to find affirmative spaces to tell queer narratives. One of the administrators who has her pronouns in her email signature pushes me onto the final round with this email that misgenders me three different times. My pronouns are in my email signature, my Zoom name, my resume, my application, and on my film reel. So I respond cordially and I add this. Before I've even met anyone for this final interview, I've had to correct an administrator in front of her boss, and I've already had to be on the defense defending my own identity. This just creates an awkward power dynamic that could have been completely avoided. And depending on this person's response, it can either be a non-issue or it puts me at a major disadvantage. This is something cis people just do not deal with. And it's also really easy to get someone's pronouns right, especially when you're typing them out. Why are you gay? <laughs> Who says I'm gay? You are gay. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I just used that on my last ginger snaps too. <laughs> Did you nice nice? How we got the chicken up? Yeah, nice. <laughs> have you seen the whole footage of yes, it though? Is I don't know. Have you ever seen the whole the interview? <laughs> My whole spectacular dude—that is the one of the, my favorite clips ever. <laughs> but to this jerk off that was just talking, like, bro, <laughs> like, first off, I've been in interviews where they said my name wrong, and I let it slide because I'm like, man, I'm in an interview, like, I'm just moving on, like, it's not that big a fucking deal. It's these gender pronouns are so important to these people you know why because they ain't got nothing else to them they got nothing else to bring to the table this is their entire identity they have nothing else and what's really sad is you listen to this guy and apparently he must be he's at least decent at acting he's working his way up into this whole thing but he's so consumed with this instead of actually acting. Like, it's insane to me, man. It's like, this is how much this stuff's taken over people's minds to where it literally controls them from morning to night. And that's why I was talking about the King Queen thing. It's the same thing. Like, they're in the mirror looking at, looking at each other like, they, them, they, them, Zezer. It's not like I get up. And I look into the mirror and I'm like, cisgender, please. Cisgender. Cisgender. I'm going to start <laughs> doing it. Cisgender. I'm going to start doing it because I'm going to need to, man. This shit's got me losing my mind. <laughs> well, if he's such a great actor, maybe he should just stop being gay or stop acting gay. <laughs> <laughs> but also, which is even more wild, is we have clips, too, of them eating their own. Like, so not only are we doing it wrong, they're also doing it wrong. It is to use language that works around that. Um, I'm trying to phrase this nicely and I can't yell, but I want to. So, um, black people and people of color in the queer community aren't seen by white queers as, as queer as they are on Almost every occasion where I've been discussing my queerness or my experiences with queerness with white gays, they speak to me in a condescending way and they treat me as if I am a straight person imposing on a queer subject because they don't see us as, as queer as them. Queerness is seen as um, something that is white 
and a way to, to compare oppression and it's used to compare oppression. So it's impossible for white gays to see us as, as gay as them. The LGBTQ community has been used as a front to hide racism or to excuse racism. Do research on black queerness, please. Please. <laughs> hey, does, do they ever play Smear the Queer or is that like not around anymore? <laughs> Bro, it's back to that thing the last guy said, but it's like, do the research. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There's nothing to do research on. You just made it up. What are you talking about right now? Bro, that is the Literally most made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's like, who's gayer? Queer. They don't think we're as gay. They, we don't have as much gay as queerness and gayness as them. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> cisgender, please. Don't talk about him that <laughs> oh, way. <my> cisgender. <laughs> <laughs> you over here cisplaining. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one too. This one is disturbing as well. It's not as funny. I mean, obviously the person's an idiot and they're going overboard. I've seen a lot of people post this. I think even Tony posted this on his stories. Um, this dude, because everybody has to be extreme now. They have to take it to the extreme and they have to be a victim. So as that last chick or whatever queerness, the queerest person ever was talking because I want to acknowledge her <laughs> queerness. It was very query, if you ask me. <laughs> but Yo, before they you need this, this victimhood. <laughs> this, just, just the concept of queer was created to hide racism is just a, that you got to give her an Oscar for that, bro. Like that's like the next level, the next level, the next level. That's like, how can you take something that's so flawed anyway and then make it racist too? <laughs> hey, but Bubba, I don't want to suck your dick. Got it, boy. Because if you don't suck my dick, they're going to think that we racist. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that. And then we'll go back to the classic. Hush up, boy. <laughs> 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 this guy needs to get a hush up boy too but <laughs> that's a good point though that's a, this guy's is disturbed obviously and obviously he's making this because you got to remember too that when people are making content as well extreme content or extreme views on things are going to get more traction than someone saying something normal and this dude this dude i'm gonna say this trans uh, uh, a dude is talking about i'm gonna get a uterus so i can have an abortion <laughs> so let's see what that's all about the first trans woman to have a successful uterus transplant ovaries and eggs included and i want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion i will let a doctor who has successfully transplanted a uterine complex before cut the organs out of a willing healthy transmasculine donor place them in my body i will devote myself heart and soul to their aftercare i will have as much gay sex as it takes with as many trans women as it takes and let the transphobes and homophobes scratch their heads wondering what to make 
So it goes on. And first of all, he's super boring, man. If you are going to say some extreme shit like that, man, I'll get out there, man. And be like, like, bro, how stupid do you sound? I'm going to get the first uterus just so I can have an abortion. Like, what an idiot. So, like, I thought you wanted to be a woman so bad. And the one thing that could make you a woman is having a baby like that where people would be like, hey, like, maybe... <laughs> Well, idiot. here's the part I didn't get, though. He lost me at, I guess he, I don't know what's going on here, but he said that he wants to import a uterus inside of him to then have gay sex with trans women. But if that, it ain't adding up, Sean, again, it's just like, they, do the research, do the research. I guess we ain't doing the research, Sean. We ain't doing the research on this. <laughs> the research that doesn't exist. <laughs> the, the whole goal of this show is to see if Joel can make it out <laughs> without having a brain aneurysm. Because <laughs> I get it, man. These people are like nuts and they say some of the wildest things. It makes no sense. Some of the trans stuff don't make sense to me. They're like, yeah, I was a girl and I became a boy so I could date a boy or like some weird. And you're like, what? what? Why don't you just date men anyways then? You already like men. Like, What was the point? <laughs> like, what was the point of all that? It's like. Like, what do they say? Like, sounds like slavery with extra steps. Like, <laughs> bro, I have you seen the couple online that started out male and female? They stayed together and they switched. They switched. Yes. Why? Though? Why? <laughs> I know, bro. I know. That's a do the research, like, this sis. Is, oh, do the research, God. sis. Sis gender. Do the research. We ain't doing enough they, research. King sis. What am I, king sis? <laughs> queen sis. It's queen sis. Queen sis. Oh, yeah. And then this whole movement, too. It's crazy, too, because they're really pushing out the gays and the lesbians. Like, the gay men and the lesbian women are what they, like, they don't want nothing to do with them. That's why, like, if they relabeled it. They do say LGBTQ, but that's not the new vernacular. Everything's queer. When you see all the younger people, they're like, oh, I'm queer, my queerness. And I always thought we weren't supposed to say queer. And now it's like they keep changing the words we can and can't say. Like the one thing that like this is a little off topic, but I didn't understand this. I don't like either term, but I've heard people say people of color. Right. And I'm like, why do you say that? It sounds kind of pretty fucked up. And they're like, no, you could say that. But if you say colored people. Then you're big, and you know somebody's gonna clip that right there. There, we got him, got him, got him. <laughs> Finally, we got him. But I just say, like, why not just not say both? Like, I don't understand. Like to say either. Like they're like, oh, this one's acceptable. I'm like, you just flip the words, bro. Like, just don't say it at all. Like, just call him. What's his name? What's her name? Like, I don't need these pronouns. I don't need to describe someone. Just tell me their name. Do the research, Sean. It's BIPOC. <laughs> Do the research. Oh, yeah, BIPOC. <laughs> You're not doing the research. <laughs> well, the greatest thing, too, is like, because uh, uh, Talib Kweli loves calling everybody not. He called my buddy a Nazi, and he's uh, he's Mexican, and he's from Mexico, and he's indigenous. Like, he's indigenous Mexican. Like, you know what I'm saying? He comes from, like, the indigenous tribes. And he said, he's like, well, you can be a Nazi white supremacist, too. <laughs> Do the research, Sean. Mexicans can be white supremacists. You know this. You knew what happened in Texas. Do the research. Yeah, yeah. You're just being a you're just being a sympathizer. Cisgender. Cisgender. All these cisgenders up in here. 
But let's take it down a notch, man. Let's be a little bit more fun. Let's go back to the animal world, man. You know, we got to get to the animal kingdom real quick. Bro, okay, so for anybody that knows what you just heard there, do the research and you'll know what it is. You ain't doing the research. It's, it's so it is a TikTok star, but really a Twitch star. And she's one of the e girls, NPC girls. And she was kind of the uh, godmother of it she started it uh over in asia and what she does is she almost looks like an anime character to the point that she moves like an anime character and does these weird like motions kind of like an npc character thousands of dollars man just making bukus of money doing this so for anybody who knows she had an overlay of sounds from an actual anime and she was acting it out and she's getting paid by probably pay pigs as Sean brought up, uh, by the way, my uh, <laughs> my uh, biggest memory of pay pigs is that meme that always goes around like on uh, uh, NFL memes with that dude that's just standing at that girl's door when she opens up and he's got all that money and he's just like bowing down, handing her like all this money. I always think about that when I hear the word pay pig. I think of that particular meme and I'm like, that's what it is right there. For anyone that doesn't know what a pay pig is. That's what they are. They're just dudes that like to get berated and beat down and just give all their money away to women. And that's what they do. So I think you're getting that, though, in these TikTok e-girls, NPC girls, OnlyFans girls. You get a lot of pay pigs that go in there and they're paying a bunch of money to really just get beat up. And for people to know, they're very successful men, like high up corporate men that are in control all the time and what they want, they want a woman to like basically beat up their brain behind the scenes because they don't want to be in power control anymore. So they pay women to take control. Which I don't get really because I know that they're powerful people, but I think they're like not true, like intellects or like true, like people that are trying to explore and find their mind because I don't want You'd that be shit, surprised. man. You'd be surprised, bro, in the corporate world. Man. I know, there I know, I know. Some... I, I probably would, but I'm just saying, like, it's just weird to me because personally, I would want someone I could conversate with, like, that I can, like, that's going to elevate me to a different they thought process, that, but I think they get numbed. They got wives. True. They got that. <laughs> it's just weird to me. I just, I guess I just can't understand it. It's like one of those things that, like, you can't, it's so, like, Here's Hard a crazy to one. The dots for Here's me. a crazy one. So I I remember seeing this interview uh, with I don't know who's, who's what her name was now, but she's a porn star. I was having an interview about all of the DMs that she gets from high up NFL and NBA players that want her to put a strap on up and do them like behind the scenes. She said, it is funny too, because she said exactly what I was thinking. She's like, why didn't they, why don't they just get with like a trans? Like if they want that, she's like, I find it funny that I'm always getting hit up by these dudes that are like, she's like, you'd be shocked at the names if I told them. Like, obviously she's not, but these dudes. I, I think that comes from the hype. 
the hypersexualization of so much Absolutely. porn. Like it's kind of South Park actually made fun of it a long time ago. Remember, like mm-hmm. when the internet went out and Randy was like, "Oh yeah, like, yeah." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> He was in that tent, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot about that. If anybody that. doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a South Park episode with Randy and like he gets super hooked on porn and like they end up in these camps and like he's not doing well. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, you got to check it out. Like there's no other internet. There's like one internet source and they're in these camps because I think like all the power's out and like there's only a certain amount of internet and he's like, and everybody has a time in it and then they come in there and let's just say everything's exploded everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of porn, I'm glad that you brought this article. I, I mean, I've been following this as well because um, it's weird because he is weird. I don't like Adam 22. I think he's also into that Tate uh, fresh fit. Not he doesn't talk like them. I'm just saying he's in that sphere of manipulating the youth and pushing them in direction they're not supposed to go. So if anybody doesn't know who Adam 22 is, I think we might have brought him up maybe once or twice. He has a podcast called No Jumper, and he has on a lot of like up and coming rappers, but he specifically finds like drill and gang bang rappers like people. And he tries to put them in bad situations like, hey, I heard you were talking crap about blah, 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 blah. Or you shot up this block like he's oh, it's never like, hey, how's your life? How'd you get into this? It's always about this gang mentality, which has got him a big career as far as his platform blew up because people love it they, they you know you got uh what's his c-mac 55th street you got him all over it they've made well, so many quick, stars out of it he really blew up when the soundcloud rap generation was coming up so when you had like your xxx and your juice world and lil xan and all those guys that were coming up he brought he really helped push them too so again i think he's a psyop and i think he was put in place to do a lot of this anyway i don't think he's a dumb guy at all i've actually listened to him talk on several occasions where i'm like this guy's really intelligent he knows what he's doing and i think you're right he's definitely leading the youth down a path that he feeds all of their sexual proclivities and natures and all the base nature that if we let ourselves get out of control with, we will. And he's been known in the past to say weird stuff. Like he's been exposed. Um, there's a new account that just actually, I mean, he's been exposed before. This is not the first time that um, someone has exposed him. I forgot the guy's name. It's Dom something. He's on Twitter. He's a big Trump guy. He's still cool though. Like I, you know, us, we like anybody if they have like good truth, but he re iterated all this with the whole situation what we're talking about how you know if you don't know his wife's a porn star i don't know if he is as well i don't know if he's important or not he i is. don't really know him like that okay so he is as well he well, does he got, a lot with her so that's kind of how it starts oh he gotcha. talks about a lot on his show so like he and her bring other women into the situation and he you know obviously he's paying them a lot of money to do this and I want to say she's got OnlyFans account. I don't know if they, I know they do joint couple stuff or whatever. He talks about this a lot. Like he's in, like everywhere he goes, he talks about it. And this is kind of how this situation that you're talking about got brought up because he's very open about his life with Lena is her name. And if you want to just kind of break down what happened with her. So basically, again, back to the situation where he doesn't, or he hasn't in the past had any other men involved. So 
he basically allows her to have sex with this other guy uh, on camera. Um, funny enough, while I was doing some research about it, he's the one holding the camera. So I don't know if a lot of people knew that, but he was actually filming this while it was going down. Or at least a lot of people that are of the critical thinking mind when they heard this story come up, they were like, he's probably the one holding the camera. I don't think he cares about any of this. Any publicity to him is good publicity. So if it's bad publicity, he's just going to take it on board. Anyway, she has sex with a guy. She basically is like, it's better than him or better than it is with Adam, who she's married to. And by the way, they have a kid together, bro. Like, this is the thing. This is the kind of stuff that really bothers me. It's like they're doing all this crazy stuff, but it's in a public world, a public scene. It's nothing they're doing behind closed doors. It's like, Man, this kid's going to have to grow up with that. You have to grow up with knowing that mom's this freaking porn star who's all over the place and dad's just getting her tossed up, like doesn't even care. So anyway, comes to find out, she says in an interview that this other guy was better than her man and it becomes a big deal. You know, people start saying stuff to Adam. Adam ends up buying her like a $400,000 Lamborghini because of it. And is already scheduling another guy for the next one. And it's just like, you know, because people are like, oh, Adam is going to hurt his ego. No, it's not. Not if you're a psyop, not if you're a part of bringing this and making this normal to kids, making this okay kind of lifestyle for people to promote, for, for people to do. And it's like, it, it just, it just breeds the wrong thing, Sean, because what happens is these kids see this stuff, they want to emulate it, but they're never going to achieve that. So they end up becoming what you said earlier, these incels who end up becoming these pay pigs who end up becoming these guys who just have no confidence because this is what they're seeing and it's being promoted as this is the lifestyle. This is how you get to the upper elite level. Fresh and fit and all of them do the same thing. Like you said, they're kind of in the same category. As much as they try to build men up, they also talk about you need to live this like harm lifestyle and have these harm of women around you. And this is what makes you a better man. And it's, and it just doesn't. And listen, and I did a podcast about this a few weeks ago. And I talk about even my past, man. Like when I was coming up, dude, I used to think that that was like made me a, a, a better man, or at least I was more masculine, the more women I got with. And I fed that energy constantly. And all it did, man, was just bring me a lot of pain and a lot of misery in the long run, man. It never really brought me any kind of satisfaction. You get that quick satisfaction and then it's done. And then you're well, seeking the ego. Yeah. You feed the ego for a little bit, but then like you said, you're right. still in the same place. You're not growing. You're not right. learning. And to jump a little even more into this guy, Adam 22, uh, Dom Lucra. I think that's how you say his name. I probably say it wrong. I think he's like a, a rapper as well. Maybe that's the guy we were talking about earlier, but he posted and I've seen these before and we've talked about them before. These are way old tweets from like 2009 and supposedly Adam 22 was like, well, yeah, I was saying like, you know, weird stuff because like, you know, I didn't know anybody was paying attention, but listen to some of the tweets that he was tweeting in 2009. Brendan and I are developing a new dating site for little kids tagline for kids that just want to have sex. Why would you, why would you tweet that? You know what I'm saying? There's no, like, I know people try to be edgy, but that doesn't sound edgy to me. What's with all these cute little girls adding me? Send me a message so I know who you are. Like, there's tons of these. Don't bring your kid around me. You know what I mean? So you're saying you wouldn't suck an 11-year-old's dick? Like, you, it goes on and on and on and on. 
Not only to mention that it's been proven that he did sleep with an underage girl. He tries his story about it. It's like, I didn't know, blah, blah, blah. But he went, it, it, I don't have the whole details. Maybe another time we'll go a deep dive on this little prick too. But the details is basically, he's like, I didn't know she was underage. And then I waited. And then I talked to her again. Like, But he had her on standby until she came of age or something like that. Which I don't believe. I don't believe it at all. I think it's bullshit. I think it's a story that he's telling to make himself look better and all these incriminating tweets. So the whole point of even bringing this into the NPC discussion is it's that NPC cucking. You know what I'm saying? He's the NPC cucking. He, he's like, hey, you know, the let, let me stand in the back. Like we talked about how we're seeing like pictures of like Rihanna like in front of like uh, Aesop, you know, like I yeah. am the leader. While he's I, wearing a dress, the by the way. Now. While he's wearing a dress, yeah. by the way. So you're seeing this more and more in the celebrity world where these women are taking the lead and the men are standing behind them. And listen, I'm all for like women creating for themselves and having uh, success. Like there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I hate the guys that are like, you need to be doing this. Like, no, like that's not how that works either. But I do think that in a relationship, the man is ultimately the one that the deciding factor goes to because he has to deal with all the repercussions of anything that happens with that family. You know what I mean? Like in these situations, well, he's now, the protector I, and the he's protector. the one that's going to have to stand in the line of the bullet. The guy that's going to have right. to, well, not I, anymore because she got these cuts <laughs> behind the women. It doesn't work yes. like that anymore. Yes, you do. And I think we're in another unique situation because we both have daughters and we're like, yeah, of course we want to see strong women. I have no problem with the strong women, uh, even if they're assertive. And sometimes they can be a little, you know, I know women that are a little bullish. So at times they may be a little bit, but they're really intelligent and they're hard workers. And if they get my respect, they get my respect. It doesn't matter, man, woman or not. If you do what you got to do, the problem is, is yes, in certain situations to deny that a man would be, you need him, Right. If, if we're out in the streets and you're talking shit, who's going to have to fight him? You could try to fight the dude, but I don't care unless you're some uh, uh, the Simones I grew up with. You don't got a chance. <laughs> Man, completely agree with that. I mean, I agree with you with the whole daughter thing, too, because my daughter makes her own money. She takes care of herself. But at the same time, I hope that I've instilled enough, you know, dad being around in her to know like, Hey, this is what I'm looking for in a man, like someone who's strong, somebody's going to, you know, take care of me. She's told me that plenty of times. She's like, I do want to have a family one day. I do want a man who's actually a man. Like those things are important. And I think you build that as you're building your family, but nobody's taking anything away from what women can achieve in life. But this ain't the way Sean, this isn't what, here's what I think about Adam 22, his thing with Lena and his, his wife. I don't really think that it's what you think it is in the media, right? Like, I think that maybe they're just in this as part of the PSYOP. This is to create this mirage to lure the youth down the wrong path. I don't think he gives a shit. I don't really think he's a cuck either. I just think that this is just all a front. I think he's well, just think doing whatever. It's rebranding, I think, bro. I think right. it's rebranding. Yeah. I think it's the part because he's been labeled a pedo for a while and it came back up because when he had that whole beef with that house phone guy and they, he exposed that the dude house phone had slept with a transgender person and it kind of really ruined his whole like little life. They brought that back up and other people have brought it back up and it's been dug up and there's a lot of weirdness. There's a, a video they have of 
they're like both dressed, they're like dressed as Sesame Street characters and they're breastfeeding their kid. And people are, they're like, oh, well, that's not, that's on a different channel. Why are you doing that? You're putting that out there for a reason. You, you're, you know what you're doing and putting in this fear that this whole internet, when you post something out there, you have a big platform. You know what happens. You play other people's clips. Right. Right. They know what they're doing, man. And agreed. I think he's a pedo. I think he's a pedo behind the scenes, man. And, you know, I, I feel for his daughter, man. That's the only thing that I, I really feel bad about the situation. I don't like that stuff. When the kids get involved with stuff like that, man, it gets me like zero to 60 in no time. And I think that's why that really, I already didn't like the guy at all, but that was like the nail in the coffin where I'm like, bro, like I, I just really got like nothing, nothing to say to you really at all. Yeah, at all, bro. Well, like I got some shit to say, but it's gonna, we'll save that for another episode. I think we'll spin off on the last like kind of like segment of this is this with this whole like I, I thought it was interesting too because with the NPCs, some of the things you're seeing people is play like the Spider-Man characters, right? Or like uh, other superheroes. And one of the weirdness is you're getting these NPC Holly weirdness, you know, with Tom Holland, you know, but he spoke out. I know people have been playing those clips with her. You know, he's talking about like, Hey man, I don't want, I, I don't, I'm scared of Hollywood. I don't like Hollywood. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, he said the business really scares me. I understand that I'm part of that business and I enjoy my kind of interactions with it. But that said, I'm always looking for ways to kind of remove myself from it to kind of just live as normal a life as possible. And if you know anything about Tom Holland, Tom Holland has been playing the new Spider-Man in all the MCU movies that have come out. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, though, here recently. And speaking of which, he's in a show called The Crowded Room. And in this show, The Crowded Room, which is on Apple TV, he plays a gay character. And in this newest scene, he's cruising a gay bar looking for love and there's a whole scene with him in the bathroom and some dude like giving him oral sex. So that's how all this starts spinning out because this clip hadn't come out yet. And he was already talking about how Hollywood's weird. He doesn't really like, he likes acting, but he doesn't like being around a lot of people in Hollywood and how like he knows he has to interact with it. I think it was more of a cry for help because there's no way you're getting that deep. I think if you haven't already done or seen some things and the fact that you're in a show, which he's been kind of off Stanish about this whole show. He said that, you know, he's happy to do it, but he's also not, he's kind of steer, steer clear of talking about this whole sex scene that just went down that of course the rainbow flag people are, Oh, they're going crazy. It's the best thing ever. He's just, you know, he's all for us and this and that. Like, no, nah, he's just taking a paycheck, y'all. Like, get get with the program. Like, he's taking a paycheck or he's being told what to do, which a lot of these guys are. They have handlers and they're told what to do. Even on a scale that's not even MK Ultra. everybody's got handlers in Hollywood. It's just how it works. Just any kind of entertainment. You got people that help guide you into certain paths of money and whatever else. And his counterpart, I, I forgot her name. Zendaya. She, Zendaya. She is also in a new movie and she's in this like polyamorous kind of relationship where it's just this whole, they're trying to look, everybody can find their own happiness, right? Like we say all the time, you're a grown ass adult. You could do whatever you want, but if you don't 
if you're pretending like this is not happening and it's not molding the youth into thinking that a family structure is not needed. And we have, me and you are living proof. Now, uh, do we have a perfect family? Did, 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 I'm not with my uh, daughter's mother and, you know, we split up, but we were able to make it work to as far as, Hey, my daughter doesn't need to go look for a man because if she needs some advice from a man, she could come to me right. and vice versa for you. And I think that proves the importance of daughters having dads in their lives and sons as well. But I'm just saying kids in general and moms too. It's not like it's just a dad or mom. You need both because you got to balance the ideas. If not, you're going to go to one extreme or the other. Well, and I think too, what they're promoting. And if you're looking at the whole Adam 22 situation, if you're talking about the Zendaya situation or any of the myriad of Holly weird situations, you're seeing family structures that aren't really family structures anymore. You're seeing a family structure that's polyamorous with a million different things going on. You know what I mean? But the the sad thing is a lot of times they're not even keeping it behind closed doors. Like they're promoting it in front of their children and in front of the world. And that's the other part too, where it's like, again, like you said, you're a grown adult, do whatever you want. You start dragging the kids into it, man. That's when I got a real issue with what you what you got going on. I don't have to necessarily agree with what you do. But if you're handling it like an adult, whatever, so what? You know what I mean? Like, that's part of living in a, not so much anymore, maybe never, but like what we consider a free country, right? So, yeah, in that aspect of it, do what you want to do. But you start dragging kids into it, man, that's when I got a real problem. Oh, Jesus, let me kill this nigga. <laughs> I hate Adam 22, man. Oh, I hate it a lot. But it was a great show, man. And I think our final synopsis is just, man, be yourself. Stop following idols, man. Don't follow all these trends. You could have fun with them. I've seen people making fun of it. That's I, I'm not saying don't have fun with it. And I'm seeing so much people trying to kill everybody's joy. Like my daughter really wants to see, she loves Barbie. She's going to see the Barbie movie. And people are like, oh, it has trans Stop ruining people's times, man. They're not all seeing every, you know, they're not soaking it all up. Let them enjoy the little things. Stop making everything about it's either good or evil. And stop pushing people into these NPC zones because that's what we're doing. Listen, I want to see Barbie real bad. And I was actually texting you and Juan in a group text. I know Juan was laughing about it, but I'm like, bro, I've seen the trailers and stuff. I know this movie's going to have like occult stuff all through it. It's going to be one of the craziest movies of the year. I really think so. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be crazy. I think that Oppenheimer movie is going to be nuts too, man. We're talking about the atomic bomb and all that. So I, I mean, really and interesting. one other one comes out tomorrow too on Netflix. Well, well when this comes out, it'll be out. That uh, they clone Tyrone, man, with Jamie Foxx, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Yeah, there's a lot of wild stuff coming out, and a lot of times, uh, you know, I watch movies just for that, just because I'm like, what is in here that they're trying to slip into the youth, trying to slip into the mainstream that they're trying to control us with. And at the same time, guys, you can still enjoy it if it's a good film. You can just be cognizant of what's happening in it and be like, hey, this isn't controlling me but I'm understanding what's going on here. Like, this is just some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, just have your tinfoil hat on, you know what I'm saying? Your uh, uh, filtered water that has no fluoride in it, you'll be all right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hush up, boy. <laughs> Booyah, dog! And you know you can find us killthemockingbirds.com check out the podcast there look at the disinformation section we gotta like we're gonna start having more and more stuff don't forget 
go to the homepage, 40 in Airwaves. October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Get your tickets now. You go there. It takes you to the link tree. Tell you about the lodge. It's $50 for the whole three days. Food and lodging and drinking, that's on you. But come out, have a good time with all the podcasters. Yeah, do that. And Jinsaki, we're just talking about Barbie. I'm about to send you pictures. I've been on Zillow all day, baby. I got the dream house. I'm sending it to you just as soon as I get off of here, baby. Coming for you. And we're going to have to end for sure with Woke Summer. You know how we do here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat, brat, Bird killers. I'm taping my dick and my balls to my leg. I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bra. Just in my wig, bikini Chanel. I joined the women's beach volleyball league. I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussion, so I'm hitting the head. It's only technique. One shot, two shot, three shot, four, five shot, six shot, seven shot, more. I love me some Kamala. She is phenomenal, proving that anything's possible. From side chick to Montel, she must be a minor. The way that she worked all the shots to get to the top of the capital. Almost forgot about Brandon, st- st- stuttering all of his speeches. Cue up the clap track, green screen some more people. Rachel Levine sat clapped. Everybody worked up about yes. Elon. Buying Twitter like he gon' save us. Left and right squabbling while he got chips for your heads, calling him courageous. No way, no. I answered and no one start calling me NATO. Digital cheese on the way, though. Get you a ball of It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. Communism stoke, beyond me looking juicy. Checking on your privilege, they them drop your booty. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Let's party in a mansion. Let's call Patrice Colors. For the COVID hoes on Tinder, turn a nuclear summer into a COVID winter. These are moments to remember as I puffin' on my ember. Moderna and Pfizer, time to go on a bender. Don't assume my gender. Purple bangs just a blocker. Non-binary doctor, Betty Cocker, fighting all myth monsters. Myocarditis playing soccer. Loud Schwab store and home warm blocker. Kick rocks, slap ass at the Oscars. Yellow and blue emoji imposter. I need another booster Before I hit the beach BLM on my koozie Communism stoke Beyond me looking juicy Checking on your privilege They them drop your booty It's a woke summer I need another booster Let's party in a mansion Let's call Patrice Colors Virtue signal every damn flag But my own Sincerely, NPC sincerely. Yeah. What the elites and these kids have in common? What? They spoil rotten. Don't egg them on, it's a problem. Walk around the shells when you carry that cotton. This life is 26.2. When you throw Medusa, who you point to? Newfound thinker, I'm an NFT. But the caveat is you can't purchase me. Small contract got contingencies. I'm solid with solidity. Dog, your VPN 
gifts don't collect data. Metaverse is an invader. From a trap house to a blockchain. Yeah, it's all the same thing. As to what with the whip and the gust with the chicken, it's all just a vision. Let's hide it with lines. How many of us is in a quandary? How many? I'm just one. Let's glance at the stars. One way ticket to Mars. Who's the subject for the cars? We gotta do it for cars. They a sneaky little fox. But I'm Jamie, give them bars. Sit a sit up by the law. I keep it 300 in my thigh. Of course, I'm boosted both ways. I'm riding my horse. High utterance, butter to the ones of remorse. I picked a degree and still have some work. Knowledging free and I'm not the first to pay. Gas isn't bad and puts us at worst. Starting to see you guys ain't way. You just wanna make things worse. How dare you? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 